The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the detail at CircaSports.com. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. Welcome, everybody, back to the NFL Gambling Cup Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday afternoon. We are back off of the 4th of July off week, ready to talk some defense. None of this pre-Madonna offense stuff. We're talking straight defensive football like the olden days. I am uh, Moneyline Mac, your co-host today, and I'm joined just like every week on the NFL Gambling Podcast by my co-host, J. Mark Football, old-fashioned football. How are you doing, brother? Doing good, and you bring up a good point. You rarely hear about prima donna defensive players. All they want to do is just hit people. They don't even care if they're getting paid for it. They just want to get out there and hit people. So you got to love defense. Yeah, and it's it really is with the times changing. Nobody ever talks about the defenses anymore. It's, hey, can you just get enough stops maybe to uh, hold a team to 30? I mean, we just watched the Super Bowl with Kansas <laughs> City and Philadelphia. As great as Philadelphia was all year, they couldn't get a stop to save their life in the second half. And ultimately, I know there was controversy with the defensive pass interference um, at the end of the game. But in the end, they couldn't get a stop the entire second half. And that's why they were came up short in the Super Bowl. How do you go about ranking the defense before we dive into our uh, top 10 defenses? Well, it's definitely a lot harder for me anyways than ranking like your mm-hmm. top quarterbacks because you got to think of the defensive unit as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I started looking at yards and points allowed and then just kind of I went from there and started thinking about the disruptors they have on defense, right? Who are the guys that are disrupting the offense uh, over and over again? And kind of went from there and just who who I don't want like – for the Bears, who I don't want them to face because I know their defense will will shut you down. Kind of, kind of went like that. <laughs> yeah, and and a lot of people have different ways of looking at uh, defensive power rankings because teams don't run the ball, so maybe run defense isn't weighted as heavily as maybe your pass defense nowadays. But at the same time, you got to be able to get after the quarterback because teams are passing more. So a lot of different ways. Did you uh, did you put any fantasy? Uh, football stats into your power rankings. I know you run the show over at the old fashioned football and shout out to uh, the old fashioned football because we got some new whiskey bottles in the background. That's right. 10th mountain whiskey from Vail, Colorado. Haven't even tried it yet. It's hard when we get those bottles from distillers because I want to crack them open right away, but I usually wait (laughs) until we have the podcast with them so that they can walk us through the tasting. But um, I tried to take the fantasy football out of it. I try to do that with my rankings when you're talking like this, um, just because there's so much in fantasy football that can make a, a team seem better. Like maybe they did get two forced fumbles and recovered them. And so their points are a lot higher, but 
does that necessarily make them a dominant defense or, you know, were they playing a, a team that was just having a bad day, couldn't hold on to the ball, weather conditions, things like that. So tried, tried to stay away. I always try to stay away from the fantasy football aspect of things when doing these rankings on the gambling podcast, as hard as that is to do. Yeah, it is because there's so many outliers, like you said. A, weather. I mean, you think of the San Francisco-Chicago game just to start the year, how kind of fluky that is from a weather standpoint. But then B, also like the turnover battle. You may be swayed bias, like a team is due for some regression if they have a plus 20 uh, turnover margin. We, we've seen that in the past. Dallas a couple years ago, that turnover margin – was, was stupid how, how efficient they were at forcing turnovers and they weren't able to duplicate that. So, but yeah, no, we will dive into our top 10 defenses headed into the 2023 NFL season, but I got to get us paid. And we are brought to you by Circus Sports. The Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. 14 million guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Circa Millions, five NFL picks ATS each week. Circuit Survivor, just pick a different money line winner each week. There's a couple of feisty dogs in week one. Jay Mark and I will be previewing that here, what, in like six weeks. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there for the last weekend in August. That's thecircasports.com for all details. That's thecircasports.com. Jay Mark, if you won $14 million, what would you do with that? I mean, I'd open my own distillery. Why not, right? Yeah. Have my own whiskey. Jay Mark football whiskey. <laughs> I, I was thinking it was going to be Bears related, but that's a better idea. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and, and, and I mean, what, what a contest. I mean, the Circus Sports, those guys are so great over there, Derek Stevens. So, shout out to Circus Sports. Make sure you go check it out, circusports.com, for more details. All right, J Mark. So, no rod this week because the Niners, we knew that he was going to rank the Niners number one defensively. So, we just said, hey, let us at least give a reason why potentially they uh, are or are not number one in the defensive power rankings. I'll let you lead off. We've been going one through 10. Who do you have as your top rated defense headed into the season? Yeah. Um, so they ranked first in yards allowed in 2022. They ranked first in points allowed and they just run such a good scheme. It's too bad. Rod's not here because I did rank the 49ers first. I had them at third until I started diving in, then saw that they were first in both those categories. And when you think about the Niners and how, Year after year, they have injuries on that defense. It seemed like, oh, man, that's going to set them back, and it never does because they just run such a good scheme. I don't think it matters who they have in there, um, but they have some really good players on defense. So, yeah, I got I got the Niners as my top team. How about you? Uh, yeah, that, that's why we kicked Rod off the show because we, we, we couldn't kiss his <laughs> ass too much with this Niners. So, yeah, we're I, I this one's hard to argue against, like you said. First in yards allowed, first in points allowed. I mean, single-handedly, their defense almost kept them in that game without a quarterback. They've been the number one. And honestly, you also take into account like the body of work from multiple years. They've been the best yeah. defense for the last four or five years. It's just about if they could stay healthy at the quarterback. If it was based off of quarterback list teams, they always have the best roster, everybody says. Guys like Bosa on the defensive side and – the reason why everybody rates in the most talented roster if you take the quarterback out is because of those studs on the defense. So I'm with you. Um, where'd you go for number two? This is when I think you could start making cases from different for different teams. Yeah, this this one was tough for me. Um, but 
last year I kept saying that they were one of the best, if not the best defenses. They seemed to shut everybody down. It was hard to run and pass on them. Uh, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. I know you hate hearing that being the commanders yeah. fan, but if you look at it, they were second in yards ranked last year, eighth in points allowed. So they did allow a little bit more points, but if you look at their losses, I know people are concerned because they lost their stud linebackers, especially TJ Edwards. Thank you Eagles for bringing him over to uh, the bears. Um, but they had some really good additions. If you think about greedy Williams, Nicholas Morrow, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. I mean, they added some, I mean, we, we know they're the Philadelphia Bulldogs, right? They're adding all these Georgia players. That, all the, yeah. Yeah. And Georgia has a hell of a defense. Um, they lost their defensive coordinator too, which I thought was going to set them back until their, their free agency and their draft. So I expect them to be dominant once again. Uh, we're agreeing once again. And I went back and <laughs> forth. Uh, I ended up going with Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they got, I like their combination of uh, veterans and the young Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, they still got Fletcher Cox there. Uh, I worry a little bit that potentially their secondary with Bradbury and Slay, both who had really good years, could take a step back. But from top to bottom, just like the Niners, their roster is is so talented. So I went Philadelphia as well as at number two. Did you have somebody close at number three? Um, I for me it was those two at the top, and then it started getting a little jumbled. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this next team that I think is actually going to surprise. I actually went with uh, Dallas with number three. Okay, and, and more kind of. I, I think it's more about just their star power on the defensive side sure. uh, led by Micah Parsons. And I, I, I think just with the way that they're able to get after the passer with Parsons and Lawrence, you got Diggs and Gilmore in the back end getting Gilmore to come over there this year. I, I think Dallas's defense is, is especially with um, Dan Quinn uh, from a systematical standpoint, I, I like I like Dallas's defense. Unfortunately, I have two NFC East teams in the top uh, top three, of course. So yeah, I got Dallas as my number three defense. I they like I said a couple years ago, they got really lucky with the turnover battle. Last year was not so much, but still, I like their defense overall as my number three defense. So at number three, I have the Jets, which feels dirty now that Aaron Rodgers is there, but. Um, <laughs> Sauce Gardner, I think, is going to end up being this generation's best cornerback. Uh, he is a shutdown corner. He's very good. And they added safety Chuck Clark from the Ravens, who, yeah, he's older, but I think he's still got a very good player. I think he's going to help lead that defense. And then I like the edge rusher, Will McDonald, out of Iowa State. You know, you talking Big 12, you, you're you probably familiar with him. I think he was a good oh, yeah. value for them where they got him in the draft, and I think he's going to be able to put some pressure on the quarterbacks, which is only going to make Sauce Gardner better. Um, and they're just they, – they've had this identity of kind of this underdog – team that is very stingy on defense fourth and yardage allowed last year fourth and points allowed I mean that's the reason the bills have started to kind of struggle against them because their defense is so tight-knit and it matches up well against those teams that generally have powerful offenses I I, I consider them I actually have them as the next team but for for my number four I actually had their rival up in New England, and it's more the culture with Bill Belichick. Last year, I think that they were really underrated defensively. Uh, I mean, they were top three DVOA defensive team. They were top 
top 10 in both yardage and points allowed per game. I think they actually were in the top five by the end of the year. And that's to go with the offense that was inept. They literally, their defense literally kept them in games, kept that, kept that team in the playoff race all the way till week 18, in my opinion. And yeah, it's not the biggest of names, but with Bill Belichick, his son, Stephen Belichick, Jared Mayo, they always get the most out of those guys. So I had them as number four, just ahead of the New York football Jets. And I'll touch on the Jets real quick, just piggybacking off what you said. I like the I like the chip on their shoulder, like you're talking about with Robert Sala coming over from the Niners. We talked about how the Niners have been a top five defense or top defense over the last five years. Robert Sala is the one that really started that culture. Then to D'Amico Ryan's and now to the next guy. So yeah, I'm with I'm with you. The the Patriots and Jets rounded out my top five. Who did you have rounding out your top five at four and five? I feel like you're sleeping on your own team here because at number four, I got the commanders. Cautiously optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you just didn't want to set the bar too high. Um, yeah. I mean, the commanders were third in yards ranked last year. People probably go, the commanders? Yeah, they have a really good defense. And they've been able to have that good defense without Chase Young on the field all that much, right? He's been injured so much. And he's supposed to be that star piece, but they got a lot of stars there. Um, didn't really lose a whole lot. I mean, Cole Holcomb, Bobby McCain, but they replaced that with Cody Barton, Emmanuel Forbes, Jartavius Martin. I mean, I think this is a defense that's going to continue to be tough, and uh, it's it's the reasons why in this NFC East you can't count anybody out because really all these teams have decent defenses. I think I would rank the Giants as last. So for me, it's Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys, though, the Cowboys, I think I think if Micah Parsons gets hurt, I don't know if the Cowboys can stay competitive on defense. I think he's their wild yeah. card that makes them good. And that's why they did fall out of the top five. Then at five, I have the Patriots as well. I agree with everything you said there and the fact that they, they don't have an offense except for maybe running with Ramondi Stevenson, but that defense yeah. continues to keep them in there. And We've seen it over and over and over. Bill Belichick, he doesn't need the big names to make his defense good, right? He he can kind of plug and play anybody and coach them up to be a good defense. And so I, that's kind of why I have them there. I, I think I think they're going to keep doing well. I like their pickup of Christian Gonzalez, of course. They, they uh, lost Evan McCourty. That's really the only big piece they lost from their defense, but I don't think that's going to hurt them as much. So... I think they're going to be even better this year, and they're going to be the only reason, really, that the Patriots stay relevant as long as Mac Jones is at quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. And just looking back to to talk about the Patriots a little bit more, uh, looking at how they won games last year, they beat Pittsburgh 17-14, shut out Detroit 29-0. They beat Cleveland 38-15. The Jets held them to 17. The Colts, three. The Jets, again, three. Uh, the Cardinals 13, and then their only win that they had where they allowed more than 20 points was the Miami Dolphins on a backdoor touchdown, too. By yeah. uh, I think it, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater was knocked out by that point, but yeah, <laughs> I you can't you just can't bet against Bill Belichick defensively. Yes, Bill Belichick, the general manager, is probably hurt. Bill Belichick, the coach with uh, hiring Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator. It was like he wanted to see how far his defense could carry him with literally no offense. It wasn't, hey, let's have a little bit of offense to go 11-6. and Let's have no offense and see if we can still win 10 games. Right. 
Yeah, no, wild. That's why the Bears were able to embarrass them on Monday Night Football. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, real quick. So that that rounds out our top five. Um, we'll dive into the second half of our top ten. But once again, I got to get us paid by Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over at Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many different states. Head over to Underdog.com. Sorry, UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That's the UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. All right, let's start our second half to recap. Um, I am, for my top five, I was San Francisco, Philadelphia, Dallas, New England, and New York. Jay, Mark, I'm, let's see how good I am with my memory. You were San Francisco, <laughs> Philadelphia, the New York football Jets, Washington, and New England. Yeah. There you you are listening to me. <laughs> well, well, when you said who was number four, I said, you know what? You're right. You're, you're more right than I am. So I'll let there you leave go. it off with who's, the, who's number six. Who you got uh, starting your second half of the top ten? So I got the Bills at six. Um this is a team that, you know, they've been known for having a strong defense, but I feel like that's started to fade a little bit the past couple of years where they've not been able to stop the powerhouses like Kansas City. They've struggled against Cincinnati, who is becoming more of a powerhouse offense. So yeah. I couldn't put them in my top five because they're starting to struggle against these teams that are efficient on offense, Where, whereas it seems like before that they were picking on a lot of teams with their good defense that defense is still very solid. It just doesn't feel as strong as it was, say, two, three years ago. I agree with you um, with, with, with everything with you said with Buffalo. Such an interesting year coming up there with just all the distractions, contracts, a lot of egos. Big year. It, you, you could say the window's closing, and I, me personally, I would love to see Buffalo win it all. I mean, what a great fan base guys flying through tables. I mean, who wouldn't want to see <laughs> Buffalo get it done, especially our uh, own editor, Adam Pelletier. So uh, I'll go to number six for me. And it was, it was my team, but I couldn't put him in the top five because I didn't <laughs> want to jinx it. Uh, I'm going, I'm going with Washington. Um, I, I think, like you said, statistically, another team like the Patriots and Jets, that were able to stay in the playoff hunt solely because of their defense. As much as yeah. we love Taylor Heineke, the person, <laughs> the story, he didn't have a good year last year. And uh, their defense really kept him in the hunt. John Allen, Jerome Payne up front. The big question is, can Chase Young elevate this defense like he did in his rookie year? Because ever yeah. since he got hurt, their defense has been better for some reason, whether it's as Del Rio and, and, and Riverboat Ron have say, more guys playing to the scheme rather than doing their own thing. One thing about this defense that I didn't put them in the top five compared to the other ones like Dallas, Philly, and San Francisco, they don't take away the ball enough. So, But I think yeah. getting a guy like Emmanuel Forbes in the draft from Mississippi State, is, I mean, we saw he led the country in pick sixes last year. You got Ben St. Juice, uh, Kendall Fuller. Big year for uh, Washington. Big year for uh, the defensive coaches, Del Rio and, and Riverboat Ron. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I, I I'm interested to see what they do with Chase Young. A lot of rumors about yeah. he could be traded. You know, I think we talked about it before. I think it's a thing where if you do trade him, you wait until closer to that deadline, right? You want to see if he can build up some That's of his, uh, I guess, stock because right now he's probably at an all time low as far as getting uh, a return in value in a trade. Yeah, and you know, I if. If they get off to a slow start, maybe they deal them and try and get more than what they were going to get from a team that's in playoff contention. But with that said, Ron is never out of the playoff hunt. Just ask him after the Browns <laughs> lost last year. So I had right. to get my riverboat. Uh, we're out of the playoffs? Question mark. So yeah, I'll let you. Uh, I'll give. I'll give the floor back to you. Who do you have as number seven? So seven, I got the Dallas Cowboys, um, obviously a good defense. They have a lot of good pieces. Like I said, my only thing is I feel like Micah Parsons elevates that defense so much. He, he makes the, the line better. He makes the, the cornerbacks and safeties better because of him just literally flying all over the field. So if he gets injured, can they continue to compete like that? You never want to bank on injuries, but I want to see more from them. And I want to see more players making big plays before I can put them in the top seven. Um, I'm of belief that the Cowboys are going to take a step back this year from where they were last year. So that kind of went into my decisioning as well. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you're you're really singing uh, music to my ears on this show today. (laughs) Cowboys down, Washington up, sign me up. Where do I sign up for that? uh, For my number seven, I went back and forth, and I actually think this unit doesn't get enough credit and they always seem to get better and better every single year and play big and big games. I'm going the Cincinnati Bengals as my yeah. number seven. I think that there are we you mentioned it how Buffalo has not been able to elevate their play in the big games. Cincinnati has done a good job defensively in the bigger games. Uh, get after the pass rusher, uh, in, in my opinion, pretty well with uh, Hendrickson and Hubbard. I, I think I really like this the Cincinnati unit as a whole. And I think it's one of the more underrated defenses in the NFL just because they're overshadowed just by what's going on on the other side with uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So I got the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe it's more of a product of they are playing with leads and their pass rushers are able to get after the passer and goes back to them having a really good offense to complement this defense. But I think the Cincinnati Bengals have a very underrated defense. I'm glad you said it because I have them in my top 10, and that's exactly what I thought too, that they're just underrated. They don't get the credit they deserve because they we started seeing – I know the Hamlin game got cut short, but we started seeing them kind of be the the powerful defensive unit on the field when they played Buffalo, right? And it never used to be that way. So I agree they keep elevating. I don't have them next, though. I actually have the Steelers next. Um, And – this, of course, is if Watt stays healthy, but even when he's not, they still continue to kind of be the strong part of the the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, it, it's not Kenny Pickett, newsflash. Kenny Pickett's not the strong part of uh, <laughs> of the Steelers, but guys like <laughs> Fitzpatrick and, and Watt when he's healthy. I mean, Watt is the most, if you want to talk fantasy football, and defensive positions, Watt is the most disruptive guy and the highest scoring fantasy football player on in like individual defensive positions um, when he's on the field. Last year, he missed, I don't remember how many games, but he still finished in that top 20 of fantasy football individual defensive positions. He's just that good. He's just a disruptor. So 
I, I put them there. I think they're getting better this year. And Tomlin, we've talked about it before. Tomlin's a hell of a coach. He knows how to use the yeah. players he has. So I, I kind of I like that Steelers defense. I think they're going to take another step forward, whether Watt is or is not healthy. And that and that's why that kind of goes back to your Dallas uh, point. That the, the Steelers were a hard team for me to rank because it seems unfortunately like Watt gets hurt every year, but. Yeah. yeah, no, with with Watt, they're a different unit. They're able to force turnovers, get after the passer. Um, speak again after the passer. At, at, for my number eight, I went to a team that you already uh, labeled, and you, you were hesitant as well, Buffalo. But it kind of – if they have Von Miller, they're a completely different defense, in my opinion. Um, yeah. fr- fr- from a defense on paper, love the unit. The the front four with, with Miller, Jones, Oliver, and – I never can pronounce his name, Rousseau. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just know that he can get after the passer and, and create havoc. <laughs> I and and I like the I like the safeties of Hyde and, and Poyer in the back end. So it's a good unit. McDermott's a really good defensive coach as well. I th- feel like they get the most out of their unit, but they did take a step back, and it is alarming, kind of how they have not played or elevated their play in in, in the playoffs. I mean. All they had to yeah. do was guard Kansas City for 13 goddamn seconds, and they're probably <laughs> going to win the Super Bowl that year with the way that yeah. they, that offense was playing. And then last year, I mean, the game's in the snow, and they just got carved up by Cincinnati and complained about the turf. I mean, that's that's weak shit. So, yeah, I still Agreed. got Buffalo. They, they On paper, it's a talented defense. So, yeah, I got Buffalo. And I'll turn it back to you for your number nine defensive team. Or is One it last eight? thing I meant – uh, I'm on nine now. One last thing on okay. my number eight, though, the Steelers, I wanted to add. Um, I really liked the uh, getting Joey Porter. I think bringing in a guy whose dad played there, who is a good cornerback from Penn State, and you know, bring him into Pittsburgh or stay in Pittsburgh, I think that's going to elevate his game even more, and I think he's going to be a rookie to watch. Number nine, that's where I had the uh, the Bengals, like you said, underrated defense that can put the pressure on Kansas City. They they make Kansas City beat them if Kansas City is going to win that game. It's not a breeze. They make Buffalo beat them if Buffalo is going to win. They they don't uh, they don't push over against these strong offenses, and they're starting to kind of take the reins, like we said, from the Bills. And um, I, I just they just keep getting better and better. And like you said, the offense gets a lot of the attention and credit, but you can't sleep on this defense either. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And, and I'll stay in the AFC North for, for my number nine. I'll go to the rival. Uh, I'll go Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And, and they're always good up front in the trenches. Uh, they, they've added guys through the draft like Kyle Hamilton in the back end of that, uh, that secondary that are just good culture people. They know what they're doing in Baltimore. That's what you can always rely on. And the, and the big thing, they've kind of been dealt a tough hand these last couple of years with Lamar not playing. And the defense kind of just kept them in it, kind of like Pittsburgh, um, where they where they just haven't been able to get over the hump because of the bad offensive quarterback play like New England as well. But, I mean, Baltimore's still a top 10 defensive unit, in my opinion. Agreed. I'll piggyback off that because I have them at number 10. Third in points allowed last year, ninth in yardage. Um, they lost Calais Campbell, Chuck Clark, and Justin Houston. But if you think about – Clias Campbell and uh, Justin Houston. Those are kind of older guys on the back end of their career. Brought in Rocky Sin, Trenton Simpson, Tavius Robinson. I mean, guys like that that, are go- that I think are going to make an impact. Um, 
and yeah, that like you said, this defense and Harbaugh in general, his defenses are always good. They stay strong. They're they're known for hard hitting, for creating turnovers, and I don't see that changing. So I, I couldn't make a top ten list without including them. Yep, and I will piggyback off of a couple picks ago for you. I got Pittsburgh as my number ten. So rounding it out, I feel like at the end we were playing more culture plays and and just pedigrees with with these teams: Harbaugh, Tomlin. Uh, everything, co-sign everything you said about Pittsburgh with, with, with Watt, they're probably a fringe top five, but you got to account for the injuries. Hayward as well gets banged up, but I mean, you got winners in the back end as well with Fitzpatrick and Peterson. And, and, and I love the Joey Porter thing too. I mean, getting it, that's just a culture pick and that's, that's what the Steelers do. And that's why they're a top 10 defense with Mike Tomlin year in and year out. So yeah, I'm with you, and that's why I went Baltimore-Pittsburgh when I was going back and forth. I was looking at some stats, and I'm like, you can throw out the stats. You gotta, when you're talking defense, you got to have Baltimore-Pittsburgh in your top ten. Absolutely. Now, I'm hopeful that the, uh, the Bears get back to their culture of having a, a strong defense, <laughs> yes. but um, we talked a little pre-show. I, I could not put them in the top ten. That would just be too much of a stretch. No. <laughs> it's no, not the Urlacher days. Walking through that door. Yeah, Dick uh, – <laughs> Erlacher, Singletary, Riverboat Ron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. Tillman. I mean, yeah. No, you guys got to get back to playing defense. Don't ever play in a dome either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I hope not. <laughs> uh, that would just, that would just make me throw up. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what we did for the other positions going off the board. Let's say who's a team that we didn't name in our top 10 that we could see kind of propelling into the top 10 this year. If everything breaks right, they got some young pieces or just they get better offensive play to complement their defense. Uh, one that jumps out at me that I, I wanted to put in the top 10, I just couldn't find a spot for them is the Saints. I mean, this is a team that since Drew Brees, yeah. the offense has been pretty shitty really or unreliable anyways. Um, but still last year, fifth ranked uh, for yards allowed, ninth ranked for points allowed. They just haven't translated that into enough wins for them, for me to put them in the top 10. But if their offense gets a little better, they had a guys like Jonathan Abram at safety, Brian Brees, Isaiah Foskey. I mean, they added some good pieces that I think will continue to help their defense perform well. It's just a matter of if that they can perform well enough to translate that into wins. I'm going to, for mine, I'm going to take a similar angle to you, but it, and it all depends on the offense. And and you said, um, ever since Drew Brees retired, I'm going to go to Drew Brees's ex coach, Sean Payton yeah. with Denver. I mean, the, yep. the the stat last year where if the offense would just score 18 damn points, they would they they were like nine and three at one point, uh, pulling up their schedule last year. I mean, they lost early in the Seattle game, the Russell Wilson game, 17 16. Uh, he lost to the Colts on that Thursday night, 12-9 in overtime, 19-16 to in overtime to the Chargers, 16-9 to to the Jets. I mean, what is this, 1969? Uh, 17-10, <laughs> 22-16, 23-10, 10-9 in Baltimore. Um, they, they ran out of gas at the end of the year, and honestly, I think they were just tired of being on the field the entire game. We, we know why they went and got Russell Wilson, because a couple years ago they had a top three defense with Teddy Bridgewater, but or sorry, a top ten defense and, and they wanted to upgrade the quarterback position from Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson. Well, they got worse offensively, and I think ultimately ran out of gas down the stretch. So I'm looking at Denver. If they can get 
respectable quarterback play from Russell Wilson. I'm not saying he's got to be the MVP version as he was a couple years ago, but just don't go three and out the entire time and, and don't do high high knees or whatever the hell that was on the plane <laughs> um, going overseas. So uh, who's a team? Let's, let's, uh, let's go to another uh, spot here. So out of our top 10, who's a team maybe at the back end of your top 10 that you're looking at that could be, we're talking at, at the end of the year as one of the elite defenses. Um, it, real quick, just to piggyback, I like the Broncos edition of Drew Sanders and Riley Moss, both really yep. good college contributors that I think are going to help them. Um, let's see the back end. I have to look at the Bengals, <clears throat> excuse me, just because they've started to, like I said, turn the tide on these teams that like the, uh, the bills that were the good defense. And now the Bengals in those games are looking like the good defense. I think if they can continue to compete in those games against the Chiefs, the Bills, you have to consider them as one of the top units. Agreed. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on Cincinnati. I think that's still one of the more underrated units. Uh, I only asked this question so I could give out Washington. So I had to be pro-Washington <laughs> pro, pro on the way out of the show. I like I it. Think that, I think we have a chance um, at, at the end of the season where we're talking about Washington as one of the – best three defenses in the NFL of things. They stay healthy. They turn the ball over. Chase Young potentially comes in and makes an impact. Montez Sweat's in a contract year. I think Washington could definitely get into that San Francisco-Philadelphia discussion from the defensive side, not offensive side, defensive side. We'll see what happens with the offense with Eric Bieniemy. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm high on Jack Del Rio's defensive group. Well, if we're giving out homer picks uh... – <laughs> I, I do think the Bears could make the top 15. I won't say top 10, but um, they, if they can figure out an edge rusher, that seems to be the weak piece right now. But I, I love bringing in Edwards and Edmonds for your linebacker. They already had Eddie Jackson, who I realize people, oh, Eddie Jackson gave up. He wasn't playing well. He he was. If you look into his story, he was going through a ton personally, and he elevated his game last year. Jaquan Brisker is a stud that they drafted last year. Um, and so I think their defense is going to surprise some people. Maybe that's just my, my hopeful Homer wishing here, but we'll see. <laughs> well, if they get the weather like they did in week one last year, I mean, they were looking like the old 85 bears. Uh, that's why we don't of, want a dome. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Play to your strengths. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going to your rival green Bay. So green Bay trade or does it? Yeah. Trade Darren Rogers. I, I think he got traded. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. It was such a drama. Now they're on hard knocks. What do you think about, um, what do you think about green Bay's defense? Because the, the narrative last year was offensively, they're going to be young at the skill positions. Rogers is going to get pissed at them, which he did, but their defense was supposed to carry them. And then Rogers and the offense would come along, which I actually, think that they did at the end of the year but it was too late they started three and six and the hole was too big do you think i mean no bias aside do you think green bay's defense could help jordan love this year now i mean i think they could um i i really like grabbing edge ruck, rusher lucas van ness the uh Loch ness monster iowa. out of iowa yeah. yeah um hated that the packers drafted him but i do think he's gonna have a really good nfl career i don't know if he's necessarily gonna be like this um sack monster but he's going to make an impact on the game and you know they they have a lot of other good pieces especially uh linebacker campbell and then it, they're their defensive backs they're young but they are good 
So I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I could see that defense kind of carrying an offense that is young and learning with Jordan Love. Yeah, it, the reason I asked is just because that was the narrative last year, and the narrative's got to be the same this year. You see some of the Packers defensive guys uh, chirping in the media that they're going to be a good defense. I was like, where was that last year when you were supposed to carry the offense, but it didn't <laughs> happen? So we'll see. Maybe they just didn't want to play with Rodgers anymore. That you know that could be. I wouldn't want to play with him. <laughs> I, I put I put I put that one on a tee for you there. So yeah, we'll, we'll see if the, we'll see, we'll see if the Jets uh, defensively take a step back because that's why Rodgers went there because the Jets defense kicked their ass uh, in Lambo. I forget what week that was, but that I yeah. mean they completely dominated block punts. I mean that was a, the game where I think Aaron Rodgers opened his eyes and goes, yeah. I think it's time to get out of town and, and go <laughs> go play with the younger and better defense. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so what do we got? That'll conclude our positional groups. We will be back. Uh, I don't know when we'll be back exactly. Stay tuned. Turn your notifications on uh, on on Twitter at SGPN NFL and our YouTube page as well. Make sure notifications are turned on so whenever we go live, you get the notification. Um, the NFL Gambling Podcast. And, yeah, we will be doing coaches' rankings. And before you know it, man, we'll be doing divisional previews, and then we'll be talking week one lines. Yeah, I know. I was going to ask Moonoff, are we are we going to give out some preseason bets here, like the preseason games? preseason, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And I think guys will be at training camp in the blink of an eye here. So, yeah, no, we mm-hmm. will be here every step of the way on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, before we get out of here, J. Mark, tell everybody where to find you, all the good work that you're doing over at SGPN. Yeah, quick side note, one of the biggest bets that I have won was preseason week one NFL when I took <laughs> a bunch of the uh, first half unders. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't just work for shirt. March Madness. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, go take out the college basketball experience. We're getting ready to fire up some uh, some coaching uh, changes uh, this offseason. Unfortunately, yeah. um, West Virginia's in there too. Yeah, it, it, I've I've been following your Twitter. It sounds like you're behind the uh, the changes, sort of. Maybe you think it could be right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, follow see. me on yeah, follow me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. Find everything there. If you want fantasy football, hop on over to Old Fashioned Football, where we're talking fantasy football and whiskey. Yeah, you heard the man. If you want some fantasy football winners, or if you just want to drink some whiskeys and listen to J. Mark and, and his better half argue for for an hour, or so go check out uh, the old fashioned football. Go check out me at moneyline underscore mac, and go check out our new show that we just launched on the College Experience, the Big Twelve College Experience. You'll you'll see some of these players that will be playing in the NFL here next year. So uh, yeah, we will be back to talk coaches at a later date and uh, good luck with your bets and let it ride.